A good way to estimate whether or not you are living above your means is to calculate whether or not you're spending less than 30% of your take-home pay on your home expenses. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. Before we kick off today's episode, I, of course, am going to take a moment to read back one of your reviews. I absolutely love getting your guys' reviews. So if you have been a longtime listener of the show and haven't left a review yet, please take the time to do so. It means so much to me. I love reading all of the things that you guys have to say and being able to read them back to you uh, within the episodes. So today's comes from Kristen Sorrells. It says, so, so grateful for Unstuck. I'm pausing my morning coffee date with Renee to leave this review because I am overcome with gratitude for this podcast. I have been on my minimalism journey several months now, but have never felt more understood by others until listening to the Unstuffed podcast. Renee spreads her message passionately, thoroughly, and kindly. Minimalism has helped me work through postpartum anxiety and depression. I believe that everyone in the world could benefit from minimalism, and this podcast is one closer step to that. Thank you for being in my corner, forever a listener and supporter. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. And it's crazy to think because not so many people don't ever really take the time to realize that something like applying minimalism to your life could help with something like postpartum depression or anxiety. Um, But there's truly such a letting go process, you know, starting with our stuff. Um, And it just can escalate from there. So thank you so much, Kristen, for taking the time to share your journey with us. And I'm so glad that you are here listening. Now, something I've been kind of thinking about a lot, and of course, have been talking about for years, is our downsizing journey. And one thing that I've really come to find is awesome and kind of surprising is that so many people reach out to me saying that they downsized themselves or that me sharing my story gave them pause before they purchased a bigger home. And I wanted to take the time to share with you 12 different signs that downsizing might be right for you. 
If it's something that's kind of been on the back burner in your mind, or if you really like the idea of it, I thought kind of breaking it down and giving you some new ideas on how to look for potential signs would be a good place to start. So if you didn't know, our family of five moved into a house that was nearly 2,000 finished square feet smaller than the one we were previously living in. You know, the more we shared our story, like I said, the more I came to find that people were really interested at the idea of downsizing. Uh, But some people aren't sure where to get started. They don't know if it's right for them uh, or if it's even like beneficial or possible. So if you've been on the fence, this episode was designed completely for you. I put together 12 ideas that I could come up with on how to know if downsizing might be the right move for you. Now, what does downsizing mean, first of all? Now, downsizing your home could mean so many things. For our family, it meant downsizing by the 2,000 finished square feet, right? It meant what we usually think of when we think of downsizing. It meant moving from a larger home to a smaller home. However, if you are someone who has like a second home or a cabin, it might mean putting that on the market so you only have one home to maintain. Maybe a big commitment isn't for you. Maybe something like as huge as a house is just too much or too intense. And if that's the case, you can also just work on downsizing your life by clearing away some of the clutter that has taken over. A lot of times people think downsizing has to be this big thing when in reality, it can simply be just decluttering until you find that you've downsized quite a bit. If you have a lot of vehicles, if you have like multiple vehicles, maybe some that are accumulating and not really being used, you could decide to simplify um, to fewer vehicles and free up some space in your driveway. If you've been dreaming of downsizing and simplifying your life, I created a minimalist lifestyle guide that's designed to help you get started in a way that works for you. I share some of my best decluttering tips um, and really the deeper dive stuff that I think we talk about a lot on the podcast. So how to make this a way bigger thing than just letting go of some of your stuff. Uh, So if you are really hoping for somewhere to get started, I definitely recommend starting there. Of course, each one of us is going to have a different version of what simplified a more minimalist lifestyle looks like. Um, And that's what the minimalist lifestyle guide is meant to help you uncover, you know, what works for you, because what works for you might not work for me. And I always want you guys to keep that in mind. When I'm sharing pieces of my journey, you can go, wow, that's great. And know that it that the story is mine and maybe take some inspiration, but ultimately know that we are all designing our own life on our own terms. And that's so great and so empowering. Okay. Now that you have a better idea of what downsizing might look like and doesn't just necessarily have to be a house, here are those signs that downsizing is the right move for you and your family. Number one, of course, you want to downsize. Let's start with the very obvious reason to downsize, and that's that you want to do it. If you feel that desire to downsize your home, then chances are you're onto something. One lesson I have learned in life is to never ignore that inner voice that's nudging you in a different direction. Of course, it took me so much work to understand which voices were my inner guide and which voices were, you know, the program voices of society or just sheer anxiety. I know it can be difficult, but I promise you the more you practice learning and understanding which voice is coming from a place of peace and understanding, even if it's not logical all the time, 
it can steer you exactly where you're meant to go in life. And it's so amazing. I know it can be scary jumping into the unknown. Uh, you know, it really was for us too, but I just had this determination. Like I knew it was the right move and I just had to plow through and make it happen. Um, so a good place to start, if you are feeling those nerves kick in, maybe to read the rest of this list or, or listen to the rest of this list and see if any of these additional signs also stand out. Cause maybe you just want to downsize or you think it would be cool. Um, but perhaps there's some other stuff that you haven't quite explored. So number two, consider if you have unused space. When we moved into our big house, a problem we faced was that there were just so many rooms to fill. It made me feel really, really overwhelmed. So maybe you have a room in your house that isn't getting used like you had hoped it would. You know, maybe it's the formal dining room or an in-home theater area. If, if so, it may be time to consider a downsize if you have spaces in your home that aren't being used. And, you know, I'm going to take a quick side note and say, this could be a sign you're like, you know what? We have so much room that's, that's unused. We could probably benefit from a smaller place or consider repurposing this space to be something you would actually use. Um, but don't just assume that you'd use it, right? So maybe if you have an unused basement, you're going, well, let's make it a theater room. We'll hang out there. And you spend like eight grand setting up this theater area. And then you never go down there. Rather consider like, are you already doing crafts at the kitchen table? Are you already crafting at the kitchen table? Maybe set up a little tiny craft space down in your basement, spend a hundred bucks just to get yourself a table set up so that you have an area to do it. So if you have an area that's unused, consider what you might currently be doing in your life that could benefit from being transported into that space if the full-blown declutter isn't right for you. Now, those unused spaces might seem harmless, of course, but take a moment to consider that you are paying for heating to that area or air conditioning, electricity. On top of that, you have an unused room that usually probably still requires you to clean and maintain it. Um, and when you're taking the time to clean, maintain and pay for the space, you might be missing out on a lot of time and money. So by eliminating unused expenses in our lives, you know, we're really able to free up so much more money than we realize. And by taking the time to evaluate how am I spending my time and where is it being wasted? If it's on a area in your home, like I said, find a way to maybe repurpose it in an intentional way, or maybe take this time to recognize, you know, this isn't even a space we really need. So my next one is the number three, I should say, you have rooms that serve no purpose. Um, so you, this sounds the exact same, which is so silly, but you have may, you may have unused spaces in your home that you would hope would serve a greater purpose. However, you may also have areas in your home that you just have no idea what to do with. Right. So this last one, maybe you have it all set up. It was supposed to serve a purpose and it's just not. But you might have one that you're like, I don't even really know what to do with this space. I really hope this isn't a problem that many people have, but we did. For us, it was our loft. I loved the idea of having a loft when we purchased the house. I was like, this is going to be so great. It's going to be like a cool kid hangout or something. But we already had a living room. We had a formal living room that I was using as a photography studio. And we had a downstairs basement, like family room area. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with the loft. So I was like, maybe like a really pretty library or something. Just I had all these, but I was reading down in my living room. So like it wasn't going to be a library. No matter what I tried, the space just never seemed to find a good purpose. I probably the best one was my office. Um, 
you know, I had my desk sitting out there, but it wasn't necessary. I don't know. It very much felt completely unnecessary. The idea of paying for additional shelving, seating, and other decorations just to fill the space that I really wasn't even sure how I wanted to fill it, uh, this this was a big red flag that was telling me I was ready to downsize my house. Um, And it caused me so much anxiety feeling like I had to fill it. Um, And I'm proud to report that I never never really did. I only filled it with what we already had. Um, I kept trying different things to make it functional or make it work or make it necessary, and it just never was. So if you have a similar room in your home, you might consider that you just don't require that space any longer. Like what I could have done to give myself peace of mind was just stop trying to make it work. It was okay if it was just an open space. Uh, And now my mindset is so different in that sense that it would be okay to just have it be an open space or, you know, just my desk there. It didn't have to have this big, giant functional purpose. If, If you have an unused space like this, Sometimes it's okay to give yourself permission to just let it be. Number four, you're paying too much for your lifestyle. This is, of course, the big one. If you fit into this category, then you absolutely need to consider a downsize, even though our market is currently difficult, I know. A good way to estimate whether or not you are living above your means is to calculate whether or not you're spending less than 30% of your take-home pay on your home expenses. Now, When I first wrote the notes for this episode, this is an old blog post. Um, It was years ago. So I'm going to be a little bit more flexible and say, you know, like you're, there are so many different financial gurus who will give you so many different percentages. Don't stress on them. Um, You know, I kind of like Ramit Sati says like 50% of your income should go toward um, your must live expenses, like your house, your utilities, food, that kind of thing. Everything that you need to basically get through and survive. Uh, And I think that's kind of a good rounding off point because then you have the other half of your income to invest, which makes you more money. You have the rest to spend how you choose. Um, And it's a good way to help you live below your means. Again, we are living in a time of inflation where prices are up. So always, always, always be patient and gentle with yourself. If you do yours and you're like, oh my gosh, we're way over the 50% range. That's okay. Let it be. What I'm ultimately trying to say is that if you are paying too much to keep yourself afloat or paying too much for your lifestyle, like, you know, I had a shoe membership at one point, which was just totally unnecessary. And I could have made the argument like it's only $40 a month. And I also had one to Fabletics, which was like, 60 bucks a month if I forgot to cancel, which I did sometimes. That's $100 a month right there. That's $1,200 per year. Um, but I could have so easily been like, it's not that much. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but having those consistent monthly payments was inflating my lifestyle, right? So that's ultimately what I'm getting at. If you are needing to pay so many things that is causing you to struggle, this is a time to look at downsizing. If you're spending all of your waking hours working to support a lifestyle that you are struggling to afford, it's definitely time to consider downsizing, not just your home, but your finances and the way you spend. Um, I highly recommend, you know, head to the blog and you can type up spending inventory, kind of get some ideas on how to start proceeding with that if that's not something you're familiar with. But some other signs that you're living above your means might, you know, 
B, that you're constantly stressed about money, that you always seem to be running low on funds, and that you have missed one or more payments for certain things. And of course, I always want you to know the only reason that I can so clearly list out these, you know, signs is because I was living them day in and day out for just a gross amount of time. Number five, consider if you aren't saving enough. So continuing on with the financial aspect of things, there is always the chance that if you have been living with too much for too long, you might have too little money in your bank accounts. Um, No matter what age you are, it's so important to keep your savings and investments in mind. One of the things that is linked to long-term happiness is being connected with our older self. And that is one of the things that keeps so many of us from building a savings because we are not connected to our older self. I definitely, definitely, definitely was not. I remember knowing I should save, but being like, I don't want like that money to just sit there. That's stupid. I should spend it and do something with it. I was so trapped in my current circumstances, which can be tough sometimes because sometimes our present really, really requires our attention. But I also have come to learn that putting a little money, tucking it away into savings can just put so much peace of mind when a major setback happens. You know, when we have something with our car go wrong and before we used to be like, oh my God, shit, how are we going to pay this? I don't know what to do. And now it's really nice going like, oh, this sucks. But thankfully we've got money and savings, you know, Uh, it can take away so much of your future anxiety if you allow yourself to downsize your money, your finances, your life a little bit so that you can build a financial cushion. Um, And on top of that, of course, you know, I'm a big fan of making sure your money is invested as well. Number six, you feel like you never have enough time. For me, feeling like I was always busy was another major sign that we were ready to downsize our home. I despised the amount of time that I spent cleaning, maintaining, and primping our house. Having a larger home, a big yard, multiple vehicles, a massive wardrobe can require a lot of your time and finances. So on top of working full-time jobs, sports for the kids, school functions, other life commitments, house maintenance um, can leave very little time for rest. And again, this is something you can always just look at your schedule and start going, you know what, where am I overdoing my time? And how do I actually want to be spending it? This is another way to downsize. Like I said, I talk about this so much in my minimalist lifestyle guide. I help you go through and simplify your schedule because it's not just the house. You don't have to just downsize the house. If you feel like you never have enough time, you can look at how you're spending your day and go, okay, where am I overdoing it? So if I'm being honest, if I was still in the big house and if I look back on how I spent my days, I, oh my goodness, I could have stopped making so much stuff from scratch. I was fully indulged in like the health fitness community. And I loved watching like Instagrams of people making meals from scratch, which it is. It's so wonderful. I still love watching that kind of thing, but I was making breakfast, lunch, dinner from scratch. There was no real meal prepping. We would do leftovers sometimes, but for the most part, I was spending hours of my day in the kitchen and then hours cleaning up. 
uh, when we moved into the smaller house, I applied the minimalism mindset to my life where it was like, you know what? This is organic broccoli, but it's microwavable organic broccoli. That's just going to have to be okay because I want to get dinner on the table and I do not want to spend an hour and a half in the kitchen. So taking the time to downsize your schedule from things like this can also be a huge step in the right direction. Number seven, uh, your family's growing apart. So simply put, the more space that you have, the more space you have to spread out. That was something I noticed relatively quickly once we moved into our big house. Large homes can really drive major wedges between family members because it gives everyone room to spread out. We don't have that kind of cozy all together feel. People often move from their starter homes because they feel this obligation to grow with their family. We definitely did. We had a townhouse before we moved into the big house and it had three bedrooms, but it had like, now I think back, I'm like, man, I can tell you all the ways I could have made it more functional. We had a fully finished basement. It was 2000 square feet. It was a really nice townhouse, but we only had three bedrooms. And because our younger two were a boy and a girl, we were like, oh, you know what? They can't share a room. Nope. Gross. Why? They could, they could never. It's so awful. Like it, just the idea of this one and two year old boy and girl sharing a room just seems so ridiculous. Um, and of course, our older daughter was maybe 12 after the little ones were born. And we're going, well, she can't share with her younger sister. There's a 10 year age gap. That's, that's weird. We can't do that. And now I can easily see, you know, we had plenty of space in the basement. It could have easily made up made for like a really great uh, master bedroom. Our two little ones could share a room for several years. And then they did when we moved into our small house. Uh, it's just so silly how we have these ideas. We're like, oh, have to, must. We all need so much space. And we really, really don't. <laughs> so if you find that your larger home is bringing you together less and less for family dinners, or you're really lacking that communication with your kids that you want to have, it might be time to consider embracing closeness through downsizing. It also might be time to consider, you know, forcing a once a week downsize, you know, that kind of thing. Like once a week, we are all going to gather in the family room. We are going to, even if it's just play a game or watch a movie, getting to make sure you are spending that time connecting the way that you want to can be a really great thing to do. You know, we're just going to downsize once a week. It's, it's so simple. It's so genius. It doesn't have to be a big giant thing, but it can help bring you that closeness that maybe you feel like you're craving. Uh, number eight, your family's getting smaller, just like we naturally grow into our, you know, our homes with our families. There's also going to come at a time in our life when we no longer have as many mouths to feed. It's, you know, if, if you have children who are growing up and are moving out of the house, it's a great time to consider downsizing your home. You know, so many people hit that senior citizen level and they do. Um, chances are you're not going to want to take care of as much house as, you know, you grow into your older years. And this is especially true if you live in a multi-level home. You know, as we age, it often gets harder to make it up and down stairs. The safer bet might be to find a more modestly sized one level. It sounds so nerdy, but that was part of why we really loved our house. I loved the idea of a one-level house because I was just so ready for simplicity. And I remembered my grandma's house being a one-level. And I, I loved the idea of an unfinished basement. So my kids have gotten to like bike in the basement 
when it was winter months, they've been skateboarding down there. They can trash the place, not trash it, but they've chalked the walls. They've painted on the floors. Uh, I just really wanted them to have this place where they could play and explore and be kids. And I could still have enough space to just exist and be peaceful. And I don't have to look at their mess down in the basement. Um, that's been really fun considering that we've got our cold Minnesota winters. Of course, when it's summer, you know, it's outside guys play outside, of course, but I love the idea of having one level for that reason. And for the fact that this is a place we can continue to grow into when our kids grow up and move out, then, you know, maybe we'll finish the basement and make space for grandkids and all of that stuff. And big Christmas get togethers. I love the idea of having a big space for Christmas get togethers. Mm -hmm. Uh, but on the main level, Tom and I will be able to continue to live, continue to function without having to deal with stairs or anything like that. This is a home that we can truly grow old. And so it might sound really weird and nerdy, but <laughs> this is something I've actually put a lot of thought into. So maybe you're in a similar situation. I'm not really there yet, but um, where you want to consider something that's going to be functional for you as your family, you know, thins out again. Number nine, I think I'm on number nine. You want to do more outside your home. Having a house naturally makes you, you know, have to take care of that home. If your true passion lies outdoors with things like hiking, biking, mountain climbing, beach going, traveling, just exploring city life, who knows? Everything's fun and fun. Maybe downsizing would be beneficial to you. This was part of our desire. I started to we took our kids to a few little Northern Minnesota hiking places. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it like reconnected me to my childhood love of getting dirty and playing and being outside. And I really wanted to provide that opportunity for my kids. Um, but you know, it seemed like finances were always tight and we were always busy. And I was like, you know, I really want to build a life where we can go, we can just leave. And if we want to go hang out up north for the weekend, we can. And it's not this big, giant financial time crunch stress. So that's what we did. And it's been amazing. It's awesome. Downsizing your home could be a way to ensure that you get to spend more time outside of your actual living quarters. And besides, if you're doing all of your living outside... All you really need is a space to recoup and grab some food for the most part, right? I love seeing people who have done the van life, the RV life, um, and to see how much comfort and awesomeness is possible. Number 10, another reason to consider downsizing is if you want to leave your job. There was an article I read in Forbes that stated that around 70% of employees hate their jobs. And this was, of course, pre-pandemic. But knowing this is such a crying shame, considering that a good portion of our lives are spent at work. So it's true, you know, we need to work in order to afford to live. We have to pay for homes, families, life, food. But I am a firm believer that you can do all of that while still doing something that you have a passion for, whether it's in your job or outside of it. But if you want to make the leap into a different line of work, it might be worth considering a downsize. This was also partially why we downsized. And it's something I don't talk about. So hush, hush. Okay, guys, um, this could potentially help you lower your monthly payments and remove some of that financial burden that you might feel, that obligation you feel to your job. Don't let something as insignificant as a house, car, boat, 
or clutter stand in the way of you living the life you were meant to live. So this goes right back to that simplifying your schedule, simplifying your money, simplifying your car payments, paying off debt, whatever you are less obligated to, you are less obligated to take care of it. Number 11, you have major debts to pay off. So an average of 80% of people are currently in debt. Of course, again, these are statistics from before COVID. Considering that at the time of our death, around 40% of people still have mortgage debt, it's clear to see that debt is a major problem in our society today. And honestly, when people hear me say that, they think, well, it's not that big of a deal. Everybody dies with mortgage debt and stuff like that. However, um, I've seen more and more people who are like in their 60s who have been in their house for over 30 years, but they kept refinancing and kept prolonging it rather than paying it off. So it's actually kind of crazy that people are dying, still having to pay for their house. Uh, Something I have loved is being a part of the debt-free community on Instagram where people share that they pay off their houses early uh, by through living simply. They're able to completely pay off their house. And I really hope to be that person one day. You know, I, I hope we're not far from it. But the idea of just not even having a house payment is absolutely amazing. There are people who do it in other ways where they, um, you know, get a home and rent it out. Okay, this could be a whole topic for a whole other day. But I am telling you, if you want to not have a mortgage payment, there are so many ways to do it. And it's really awesome to learn about. However, if you are carrying around large debt besides a mortgage, it might be wise to consider a strategy for debt payoff because this is another way of downsizing. It can help you determine whether or not a bigger downsize is necessary or if you are capable of making massive change just through downsizing you know, your current debt payments. And number 12, your credit cards are maxed out, which could be similar to debt payment, uh, debt, of course. But while having credit card debt is similar to debt itself, there is a drastic difference that you should be aware of. So when we talk about having debt, that can mean student loans, which is an investment in yourself and your future. Debt could be a car payment. And although, you know, people say those could be avoided, ultimately, you know, we need to get from place to place and having a car can be really helpful to get a person to our jobs and get them to get our kids to school. And, you know, it's kind of crucial for earning a living in most of our societies. Credit card debt, on the other hand, is not beneficial to any of us in any way. More often than not, if you have credit card debt, it's because you're living beyond your means um, or struggle with impulse control. Um, And please don't feel bad because hello, I don't know if you forgot who you're talking to, but that is 110% what my biggest struggle was. And, you know, it was a sign more so than anything. If I'm being honest, downsizing could help. But it's a really big mindset thing um, that, again, is a topic for another day. But it's still a good sign that you maybe need to look at your life and go, okay, what really matters? What do I really need to be focusing on? Because clearly I am letting my, my focus be pulled in too many different directions because I'm giving into these quick impulse buys and I'm swiping the credit card faster than I should. That kind of thing. Now, if you can't downsize right now, here are a few more ideas, Um, because I know that downsizing isn't always an instant option for people, something that we can take advantage of in our market all the time. But the good news is there are a lot of things you can do to improve your financial situation and ease you into a downsized way of living beyond just selling your house, right? 
So you could consider hosting your home. This is kind of what I was getting into earlier about avoiding a mortgage. A common theme amongst people who are determined to live a life of financial freedom is to not sell your house, but instead list it on places like Airbnb. You can get paid to rent a room or even your entire house. Doing this, of course, can help pay off debt and in some cases even cover the cost of your mortgage. And like I said, you can downsize a room at a time. This is a method that you will love if you are hoping to downsize your house someday, but aren't sure how much space you'll need where you're going, can I downsize? Is that something that's practical for me? Try closing off a few rooms to give yourself a feel for how little space you can really handle living in. Ultimately, get yourself a game plan for what kind of downsizing you want to do, whether it's paying off debt, starting a downsize for the house, or just getting rid of some stuff. Um, It's important to have a solid plan in place or get an idea. And you don't have to have one right now, but start paying attention to what is working for you and what's not working for you so that you can make the best decision going forward. I hope some of these ideas were really helpful to you. just to kind of give you pause and think about downsizing in a different way, not only to know if it's the right move for you, but to also go, hmm, maybe it's more possible for me than I previously thought. And again, if you want to learn how to downsize not only your stuff, but your schedule and your money, I highly recommend scooping up the Minimalist Lifestyle Guide. It's available in the show notes and it is so beneficial to helping shift your mindset beyond just stuff, which is what I'm all about after all. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.